Cast with me, Emma Osborne, your host, bringing you all kinds of cultivated innovations using cell-based technology to change the planet for the better. We had an amazing event last week where Kind Earth Tech team pulled off something that at times we thought uh, might actually be physically impossible. We broadcast 11 hours of live stream content across four time zones and with over 70 speakers. And it was incredible. And uh, there we met and learned from people like Josh Tetrick of Just Fame, Uh, And he told us how he manages resilience. We found out how Gen Z are driving adoption of cell-based tech already from presentations given by the astonishing youth in the Knowledge Society, as well as from Kind Earth Tech alumni, Isabella Grandick and Mackenzie Dion. Uh, We had Chase Purdy reading from his billion dollar burger book. Personal stories from founders that just help bring these ideas to life even more. So it was a really terrific day. And it's my pleasure now to be bringing you one of the sessions from that jam-packed agenda, which is Ira, the founder of Kind Earth Tech, meeting and discussing with Chier de Rot, I hope I said that correctly, who is a politician uh, in the Netherlands and is the Minister for Animal Agriculture. And he was the one that helped generate interest in the cultured meat movement amongst Dutch politicians. And this is that story of how he and Ira did it um, and began Holland's journey to now being crowned the Silicon Valley of food. Uh, This will really be of interest to anyone who's wondering how to create political allies and start a cultivated meat movement in your own country. Such a fascinating discussion and one I really hope you'll enjoy. So let's get into it. Yes, I was very interested uh, in this subject because, um, well, uh, it's a lot of work to to grow meat uh, around an animal. Um, it's very inefficient, actually. So if there are possibilities to, to, to grow meat without uh, uh, growing and killing animals and keeping them in a way uh, often uh, not very civilized, uh, according to the standards we should have, um, then there's a win. There's an absolute win. And um, as a politicians, I'm, I'm fascinated by efficiency because our uh, food production system as we know it now is very inefficient. And if you allow me to, to explain that, uh, that has to do with uh, giving feed, animal feed to animals. We use arable land on earth to grow crops for animals, feed. For example, soy or maize. And you always need uh, uh, five, four kilos uh, plant-based uh, protein for, for one kilo uh, animal uh, protein. 
So there's a loss. There's a loss in giving cereals, actually, which also human can eat, in giving them to, to animals. Um, so we don't, do not use the earth in a way uh, which is fitted to the challenge we have on, uh, in climate and the growing population we have to feed. Actually, one-third of the arable land is used for crops for direct human digestion. One-third is wasted, food waste, and one-third of the arable land is used for uh, feed, for animals. So we should change this because in the current food system, if you want to feed the growing population uh, from that food system, you need three earths to do so. It's absolutely not possible. As you know, we have only one earth era. So um, I'm fascinated by uh, efficiency and uh, I introduced in the politics a concept of circular food production in which you stop giving animals uh, grains that also human can, can digest. Um, so you give them rest materials, you keep animals on uh, pastures um, which you only can use for, for animal grazing, which are not fitted for arable crops. Um, so you do use the earth differently. Um, and then animals can be uh, a part of, of uh, uh, a healthy um, uh, circle of uh, manure, of plant-based production, and of course you have the, the products of the animals. So that, that is basically the fission, the most simple version. And then came, uh, came this documentary and uh, we met um, with maybe even a better idea than that, uh, which is uh, the, the cultivated meat uh, idea. Can you understand that I did the math together with my father on a napkin about 40 years ago. Um, he had all of these very smart friends and I was one of those kids that was always curious. So I was uh, um, in their surroundings and I must have been 14 at the time. And my father and his friends did the math. Um, it was about 1980 at the time. And if Chinese people would actually start eating as much meat as we were eating at the time, they did the math that we would need actually four planets. So we're one planet off for here, but okay, <laughs> that's not a problem. We wouldn't have any polar caps. And he at the time saw this as a big problem. And I am so happy with you that you jumped on this documentary that aired in, uh, in May 2018. And at the same time, I hope you understand that I am also very frustrated that I have as just, well, one of the people in the Netherlands, this knowledge already for years that we need several planets if we go on doing what we're doing. You're just one politician, and still you made a huge difference to uh, the, the Dutch agenda. And at the same time, I was so worried when I understood that if you wouldn't have done that, right now, um, I don't think that uh, a lot of politicians would have dared jump on it, go after it, stay with it, even though the minister told you not to. You said, no, I want this debate even though I think it's one of the longest uh, prolonged and, and or how do you call this, 
postponed, I think, for more than one and a half years. So I kept on driving back to The Hague <laughs> and when there was, uh, uh, when it was on, a, uh, on the agenda and then it was stopped again. And then somehow uh, you and also Arne Weveling managed uh, to write something that was backed by 100 and 120 or 126 people out of 150 people in parliament. And now with a broad support for a better agenda for the problem of solving, or at least being aware that uh, cultivated meat is a solution for uh, this. So the documentary must have been very important. And at the same time, how do we make sure that topics like these, because I am sure that cultivated meat is not the only important thing going around. And, and that is what in Kind Earth Tech is going on because also algae, also fungi, also stuff that's going on right now around fermentation. Those are all solutions for the problems that we are facing. And what is the best route to make sure that politicians that can make a difference like you yourself are aware of what we're doing? How do we do this? Well, keep the debate uh, alive. Um, of course, uh, we are now uh, going towards elections. Um, yeah. And if voters uh, vote me uh, for another round, then I will uh, continue this uh, debate on, uh, on cultivated meat, but also other alternatives for, for meat. And, but moreover, the, the, uh, the transition of the, the dominant food system, which is the biggest task, I think. Um, so and I will cooperate uh, with anybody, and um, I think there there are a lot of chances. And your father was uh, of large importance in the Netherlands. We were uh, the first to have uh, a patent uh, uh, accepted, accepted, yep. and um, uh, and then afterwards it it, it became silent. And the problem now not is to get uh, venture capital. There is uh, a lot of capital and a lot of young startups uh, trying to produce meat um, uh, in this manner. Um, and the problem was the reluctance at the, um, at the government. There, was, uh, there is still a, a largely conservative uh, uh, government uh, and the Minister of Agriculture in the Netherlands had um, uh, ethical uh, problems, apparently, with, uh, with, uh, with um, uh, cult cult cultivated meat or cultured meat. Uh, you can call it great place, Jared. Great place, or <laughs> place without a base. Yeah. <laughs> meat, meat without an animal. And this struck me that a Christian minister doesn't have problem to keep the creatures... Uh, of God uh, in a way God has not intended, uh, intended and to slaughter them, that is okay. But uh, to help cells uh, divide themselves, etc., in a merely technical process was not uh, ethical. And that struck me. When the, there is a chance, there's a huge opportunity for progress, and then you should not have taboos because this is really one aspect. Uh, be open about it. Uh, have an open mind because the world needs solutions like this. Uh, 
Yeah. And the sec and the second role of government uh, can be that also regulations. Scientists are not necessarily are who want to walk the long road through the institutions to get an application approved as novel food in Europe. It's not uh, a very simple pr procedure. Nobody's done it before for uh, this this kind of meat. So you need some help from the government and an open mind. And um, so I tried to uh, uh, convince the, um, the government to do so with the help of uh, 126, you had to count, uh, of my colleagues. Yeah. I, I, I hope that we will uh, very soon have a situation where if I would have done the same thing now, and I would be here with a company that says, I want to have dinner with people in a restaurant two or three times a week. They can sign uh, a written consent that they understand what they're doing. Uh, you make sure that this is a safe surrounding. Uh, and if you do diligent testing, that doesn't mean that you do food in a lab because lab, food doesn't come from a lab, it comes from a kitchen. Is it possible that in the near future, this company or such a venue uh, uh, would be able to take place and would be welcomed instead of being uh, yeah, sent out by the NVVA? Um, by the control uh, uh, organization, <laughs> uh, which uh, forbid... Uh, the testing and tasting of yeah. uh, of uh, cultivated meat. That that was the situation we had because this is the discussion exactly I had with the minister, and she wrote that such experiments are allowed as a kind of testing. Mm -hmm. uh, so you you give some. Uh, I think this should you should discuss it with the control uh, organization that you want to test and these are the conditions, but uh, this should be okay. And if not, I'll be there. We'll have another debate about that. <laughs> That's right. And fast. And fast. A yeah, quick because, debate. Because we don't have enough, enough time. Right. And that is the whole point. And you just uh, mentioned the novel food regulatory system. Is there a possibility or where do we go? Or don't you think it's a good idea to make sure that if a company has enough funding to be a startup, that means that they have some funding to actually build their lab, do research, pay somebody to do the research and, uh, and, and go after to what they think they can make or offer or create. Then also having to work on putting together a, a dossier for the novel food regulatory system in Parma uh, run by the EFSA, that is currently a hurdle. And we even in, during the event, we will have people also stating that this is a hurdle for startups uh, to go from uh, uh, an idea to going to the market. I think we discussed this, but I would be in favor of creating a fund in Europe that helps startups go through the uh, uh, novel food regulatory system actively helping them, so actually helping them write uh, the necessary uh, uh, dossier, even if they need funding to do certain, uh, to make the dossier even fund them with money. And then of course that is taxpayers' money that would go into these startups and startups are businesses. But I, I, can, I can see a, a system 
where a startup that is successful with what they do, whether it is selling their IP or actually creating a company that does well, that they have a sort of uh, obligation to pay this back in five or 10 or 15 years. And if it doesn't work, okay, it doesn't work. Then the tech didn't, wasn't good enough. The company wasn't good enough uh, to make it work. But you would help make these startups go through the novel food regulatory system and create more innovation around food. Instead of having um, everybody right now in this startup country is looking like, oh, who's going to go first into this dossier? Who's going to file first? Right now, we have several uh, uh, cultivated meat uh, startups in, uh, in Europe. None of them have put in a dossier. That in itself is not a good uh, situation, especially if we also know that one of the best startups in cultivated meat are actually in Europe. That in itself should say something to uh, Europe's politicians. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure if, if money is the problem. Uh, is the problem. Okay, Where do okay. you, so you get money from, uh, from, from venture capital, and where do you allocate this? Where do you put this? Uh, um, it's also not, it's also scary to put in a dossier and get uh, reject, rejected. So uh, all of these scientists do their work diligently and will make sure that if they go through, they go through. So money is a hurdle. Well, if, if that's really a hurdle, then I think there's another hurdle. What I could imagine is that you help them uh, from the government side because yeah. going through uh, the health institution and, and going to Parma, the EFSA, is a different job uh, from inventing new processes, etc. And there are people working at the government who know how this works. Uh, what should a dossier uh, be like? Can we just try to submit a dossier, not formally, but try it and ask for advice in, in Parma. Is this what you, what you like? Then you need informal contacts because if you have this formal application and you have a no, then you have a problem. So I need more than money. If money is a problem, then you should think about it. But uh, more than that, it's finding your way and finding the way to do it, to check it, to improve your dossier, to do an extra test if necessary, and then be sure that if you submit formally your dossier, that it will be approved. And that is a different game. And I think uh, the startup should get help there. Yeah, because I understand fully that we have to have uh, food safety in place. I'm all for it. Um, but if the food safety regulation becomes so hard that other things that are also important for our safety, like climate change and, 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 and food safety in itself, then you get the question, what is more important? So if it is important for a government to have a food safety uh, uh, system in place, which I'm all for, then I think they should be aware of the other co consequences this has. 
and me be more proactive. Right now, I have the feeling that it's a, a situation where they say, we have this in place. We've now also updated it. Uh, uh, and you should be able to go through in one and a half years. Uh, but we all know that there are stops and when and, and the clock stops when there are extra uh, questions. So I, I would ask, and, and it's one of the reasons that I will also be talking to Euro Parliament, uh, people in Europarliament, is, um, is make sure that we, we, or as government and as regulatory system, make sure that they have uh, a support so that the government can show, because they are the ones that the, the public looks at, they want you to produce, say, food. So it's something the government wants, the population wants, uh, but we also have a problem in the rise. So how can we make sure that all of these innovative foods are helped to go through something that we think is important? And um, any suggestion of you, Chair, to where I have to knock on a door and, and, and get my car back to the Haag or maybe to Brussels, I don't mind. Um, uh, tell me, because I think it is very important that you keep this in place, but help the startups and the innovative uh, cohort of people wanting to do a better job. Yeah, I'll fully agree with you. Uh, you know, well, this is what we have to do, and this is also my point that government should help to make those dossiers uh, uh, to a success and uh, helping startups uh, in this manner. And uh, if you have signs that government is not helping and only doing what they formally should do, which is do less then uh, please give me a sign and then uh, I will try uh, to, to see what I can do. When, uh, I, will, I um, promise I will let you know. <laughs> I, know I know you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm reluctant. Yeah, it's true. There's one thing I want to go over uh, with you and it's, it's more on a personal level. Um, besides the fact that I, I hope you understand um, how much I, I, I worship and how much I... Um, and fortunate that I met you and that you did what you did in uh, in our government. But there was one instance that where I was really angry with you, uh, and it's 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 how this story that is now unfolding because we in this world now have up to forty five to fifty startups working on cell based meats all over the world. A couple of the best here in the Netherlands but uh, exciting stuff happening in Israel. Did you know this week a restaurant in Israel is now serving cultivated uh, a chicken? Great yeah. to hear. Actually, Great in a re restaurant in, in Israel, that's happening. It should have been in Zandam. So I am happy, but I'm not happy, but I am happy in, in, uh, in the bigger picture. Yeah, for me. Um, I was angry with you in an evening in Amsterdam. It was the fourth night, uh, uh, all about uh, the, the green revolution uh, around uh, animal agriculture or agriculture in large. And I had been to all four evenings and I was waiting to see cultivated meat somewhere on the agenda, innovation somewhere on the agenda. And at the last night, I, I couldn't stay silent and I stood up. And you said that evening on stage that 
we would have probably 10% less animals. And you almost said that reluctantly at the time. And then I also asked why is nothing being said here around cultivated meat? And then at the time you said to me, yes, but I see this as something separate from uh, 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 the, the farming uh, uh, transition. And then I said, I do not agree with you. I had, the, uh, I had thought that I, in our first conversation, I had actually explained it well. And then a week later, I had an appointment with you. And I was really like, what's the point going there? What's the point going to Cheered and explaining him how important it is to also incorporate this into animal uh, uh, agriculture and, 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 and agriculture at large? And then I remember sitting at the table with you and I almost didn't go to the meeting because what's the point, what's the point? And I went to this meeting and I was sitting across to you. And then I tried to explain that how I would see farmers actually do cultivated meat. And then you actually asked me the question, but Ira, do you really mean that a farmer on a farm is gonna do cultivated meat? And I said, yes, that's exactly what I mean. We work out the hygiene, we will work out the, the air filtering, we will make sure that it can work. But like starting a brewery on a farm, I can see a farmer becoming somebody who still produces meat, but meat without an animal. So he will start farming cells instead of farms. And I am still to this day very happy that I actually went to our second meeting and I explained it probably better than I did the first time. And um, um, that even though I don't think that right now all farmers will wanna do this, I think there is a, a, um, a big group within farmers right now doing animal agriculture that will wanna transition to this kind of farming and maintain food producers and instead of farming animals would be farming cells because that is actually what it is. You can farm an animal and that's a procedure and that's taken care and it's 24 hour business. And that's the same for farming cells. Well, I, I'm gladly, I, I, know, I know this moment that I see it separately, uh, what you said. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I disappointed you at this point. <laughs> um, oh. I'm still reluctant. I always was. Um, um, I find the idea, and it's, this was I said to you also that, uh, earlier that that it is very sympathetic to to look for another job for a farmer. Very interesting idea, but and it might work as well. Not for all no. farmers, but for no. some. Yeah. Um, but I'm also uh, realistic, and. Um, I'm not sure if it if it if it can work because the the, the differences are are big. Um, there's also other points. It is it is skilled work. Uh, it is not easy to do. Um, you need different buildings, etc. Uh, because a stable is, is has a uh, has a roof like this, and so you need maybe higher uh, roofs. Maybe, maybe not. I find it interesting, but I'm also uh, realistic and um, 
I'm not sure if it will work. If it works, it would address the reluctance from the side from farmers. So from this idea, it's a very bright and, and a creative idea. So I don't say no, that's not possible because you never say no to creative <laughs> ideas. But in this stadium, uh, I see it a little bit separately. So it's more nuanced. At this stage, um, we should focus on the the lab situations and the dossiers. And maybe later when there's a big scale uh, scaling up, then there are possibilities, of course. Well, it shows me I have to go back to The Hague and show you how things are being built these days. I think we have to keep on having discussions. It is very interesting every time again that people have certain ideas around what cultivated meat is and how it's going to be made and who is going to make it. In, in, in that aspect, there is still a lot of work to be done because cultivated meat is not supposed to come from a factory and it's also not supposed to come from a lab. It, it has to be produced by a food producer. Who that is, whether that is large scale or uh, small scale, right now we can work toward, towards that. I, I, I love to keep on having discussions about this with you. So that is for the future. That's not for today. Is there anything you would like to know about future foods that is uh, top of mind of you? Like, what do we expect the future in food to be? Is there something that you want to know from us, uh, the attendees? Well, it's an interesting question. Before I answer, the, the, the nice thing of talking to you and talking about uh, cultivated meat is that the longer you um, think about it, the weirder it is that we have all those animals. <laughs> so, so it's it's and and that it is uh, uh, weird to slaughter an animal and then eat part of it. So it is uh, it, it changes your mindset. So it's. And I think this is for a lot of people um, uh, the case. Um, and the biggest challenge is for us, and I hope yeah, you are all uh, engaged with this, this theme, is to, um, to be more kind to the, the, the earth, your, your theme. Yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm not having a specific question, but um, it is good to have those innovations and please also keep thinking about um, current agriculture because this will be the dominant system and we have to change the current system uh, towards more circularity as well. So in this part, so there, because most of the farmers are still in this system, so we need to change it. Well, thank you very much, Tiert, for having uh, this discussion with me. I am going to highlight to everybody how much I uh, uh, enjoyed getting to know you and being on this road together with you for the last two years. I, I hope we will have another discussion next year. And, and, and if we can make this route a little bit faster and this transition go a little bit better than it's going today, then uh, we are already making use, huge steps. So personally, forever in your debt, thank you. And uh, as, a, as a, a Dutch constituent, you have shown the value of democracy going to The Hague and educating your politicians 
and that there is a system in place that if you do the work and you convince people in the right way, that it actually works. So you restored my faith in, in politics. <laughs> that's very kind of you, because that's why we're here for. And uh, that's what I, uh, because politicians can only function when you have a relation with society and when there are people with excellent ideas uh, and and uh, a great mind, then uh, uh, politics should be open to everybody. So thank you very much for your kind words and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Cheers. Let's, uh, let's all do that. Thank you. like I have a real understanding how farmers can be an important component in the mass adoption of cultured meat. As experts in the field, it just makes sense. I hope that it inspires some of you to consider who in your government could be useful to help drive things forward and encourage you to make those steps. So now you know all about the issues around animal agriculture currently, uh, food safety and regulations, and how collaboration between farmers and innovators can help to accelerate things along. All the links that were mentioned uh, are featured in the show notes and we will be releasing some more of these talks uh, via video very soon. From the feedback that we've had from the 2020 event, uh, we've managed to capture some of that Ket magic that we've gotten used to from previous events and made it virtual. If you do want to get involved in helping to produce KET, we're also taking on volunteers at the moment. So please do get in touch. And as always, if you've enjoyed this podcast, we would really be very grateful if you would rate us on your provided podcast platform and enable other people to help discover the wonderful world of cultivated technology. Mm -hmm.